If you got your Bibles with you, turn to the book of the very first one, the book of Genesis. Yes, I'm in the Old Testament again. I don't know why I'm there, but that's just the way it is. This week's theme in Bible school was simply this, faith will conquer fear. Now, I think on night four, our lesson was about, because I was up with Brother Chris for a little while, our lesson was about Abraham and Isaac and how the sacrifice was to be made just like the sacrifice of God giving His Son. The same thing that he had done or would have done or was going to do, Isaac was, or Abraham was going to have to do to Isaac. So I want to get you in a place this morning, if I can, church, to, to where how troublesome this was in their lives. Abraham and, and, and Sarah had tried for years to have children. And, and evidently Sarah could not bore children. Now Abraham did have a child with, with one of his handmaidens, I think Scripture tells us. But Sarah couldn't have one. And so here we are at the age of 97. And Abraham was 100. Now listen to this. Scripture tells us that three men come to Abraham. And I'm going to get that scripture here in a minute, but I'm, going to, I'm sort of paving the way to, to get you to the place to where I want to show you uh, uh, how, how, God, how God can work. Three men come to Abraham, and Abraham welcomed them into their house and, and told Sarah to go and fix them something. Uh, uh, but they were there for a reason, and a certain reason. One of them was the angel of the Lord. Maybe God manifested Himself. But they came for a reason. If you would, stand in reading of reverence to God's Word. We're going to be in the 18th chapter of the book of Genesis, verses 9 through 15. And we're going to see what God's got to give us this morning. And if you're not able to stand, that's okay. God knows what's going on. So in the 18th chapter of the book of Genesis, beginning in a nice verse, my heading of that, of that paragraph right there is simply this. Sarah promised a son at 97. It says, And they said unto him, Where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, Behold, in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life, and lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door, which was behind him, now Abraham and Sarah was, were old and stricken in age, and it, seemed to, and it ceased to be with Sarah after the matter of woman. Therefore Sarah life within herself, saying, After I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also. In other words, Abraham being old also. And the Lord said to Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah life, saying, Shall I of a certainty bear a child which is old. Here's the title of the message this morning. Is anything too hard for the Lord? <laughs> Is anything too hard for the Lord? 
At the time appointed, I will return to thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Father, thank you for this reading of your scripture. I pray, Father, that it will bless us in a mighty way in things to come. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. Is there anything the Lord can't do? Now, I want to I show you this morning, if I can, uh, how he worked right there in Abraham and Sarah's life. Uh, gave them a son, something that they didn't give up on, Brother Clarence. Uh, had no hopes or ideas of having any children. But let me tell you something. He heard their prayers. And that's what this is all about. He heard the prayers of Sarah and Abraham knowing that if it be thy will, give us a child. Oh, but it was too late. They was too old. Tony, it wasn't going to happen. They were up in age and they were 109 and Sarah was 97. So they had given up hope. But you know, there ain't nothing too hard the Lord can do. You know, the Lord can do anything. You know, the Lord can save you by the manifestation of our Heavenly Father and through the salvation and through the mercy of God in heaven and through the blood of Jesus. He can give us our salvation if you'll just accept it. You know, they ain't anything the Lord can't do. Not anything. You know, he can heal the sick brother Tony. If, if, if it be his will, everybody and their sickness in here today, if it was God's will, he would heal every one of us. But let me tell you something, church. God has a plan. And we may not be able to see it, but he's got a good plan. He has a blueprint. And it lays out everything and every foundation and everything to be built on that foundation. He knows what we're going in our lives. And he knows what we're doing, what we're doing. So it's God's will that we're going through what we're going through today. It's not this old world that's dragging us down. Listen, the devil ain't got anything to do with this this morning. I got the devil out here way before you all got here. You don't know it, but it did. I run around this church, Brother Mike, and finally got him out them doors before Brother Gene got in here. And I dang near whooped myself trying to get the devil out of here. But if we will allow him to be part of our service, he'll be part of our service. But if you get him out that door and you ask him for the walls of this sanctuary, and if you just believe that God can do that for us, there ain't nothing too hard for our Lord. Nothing too hard for our Lord. We struggle with our lives. We go day by day just thinking, Oh Lord, woe is me how things are. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't pay my phone bill this month. I can't pay my gas bill this month. Woe is me. Let me tell you something. God knows your needs. Just lay it down for Him. He'll take care of you some way. Ask your brother. They'll take care of you. Ask your sister. There ain't nothing too hard that God can't do. In his time here on this earth, he healed the sick. I recall the ten lepers that, that had leprosy. And back in those days, that was an awful disease. If you was a leopard, you was an outcast. Brother Mike, you weren't part of nothing. They would ask you into an area where it was just you and the other leopards. There was no hope for you. Most likely, you was going to have sores all over your body. And you was going to crank up. And, and you were going to die like that. But let me tell you something. When them ten come to the Lord, oh, he healed them. He showed them what he could do. He showed them the power of the Lord. And them ten went running off and one of them bowled up and stopped. And he went back and he thanked God for what he done. Let me tell you something. There ain't nothing too hard our Lord can't do. Right. Nothing. Right. He can make the lame walk. Sure can. We've seen it. 
He gives His people the ability to make a way for His children. Now we may look at these prosthetic limbs and stuff thinking that it's man's doing, and it is man's doing, but it's through God that they're doing it. He's allowing them to walk through the knowledge of whoever invents this stuff. Without that knowledge, it wouldn't be, wouldn't be here. He gives sight to the blind. We know about that man sitting at the gate of beautiful, begging for alms. What did Peter and John tell him? Silver and gold have I none. But what I've got, I give it to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Stand up and walk. He made the lame to walk. The woman with the disease, that song that sung the hymn of my garment, Oh, that song it's sung. I, I love to hear that song. I, lo- I love to hear Mikey and him sing that song. As they sing it, I think about how that woman struggled to get to Christ that day, knowing that she had a disease that was incurable. She had done spent all of her money. They went no hope for her. She was just like Abraham and Isaac or Sarah. There was no way they was going to have a child. There was no way that she was going to get healed. But if she could just get to that man named Jesus and touch the hem of his garment, I believe that faith will conquer fear. Amen. I believe through her faith and through what's going on in the lives of everybody today, if you'll continue pressing forward and playing with the Lord, He'll give you what you need to conquer what's going on in your life. And all it is is fear. We all sit around and talk about how bad the world is today. Price of gas, price of groceries, price of cars, the price of everything. I've not checked Bibles. I guess they went up too. God knows this. He knows this. But yet we allow the world to drag us down to the level of woe is me. And we shouldn't do that. Listen, we've got to rise above the world, church. We as God's children, and because of the manifestation of what He's done for all of us and everything that we have, He would have us go out and expel ourselves and show the world that, listen, there ain't nothing right about killing babies. We need to tell the world about that. Amen. Somebody's finally listened. Oh, praise God that was overturned. But now we've got a fight in front of us. We have got to make sure that the devil don't get back in here and turn that back over because listen, he is just waiting to do that. They're, they're working on it, Mamma, right now as we speak. They are not going to be satisfied with what happened. We need to make our voice heard. They had a son. They called him Isaac. Now I know the children, everybody learned about that in Bible school this week. Further on in the scriptures, it talks about where God spoke to Abraham one day. He said, I need you to go to Moriah, and I'll tell you where to go when you get there. Abraham got there. He said it took the wood for the sacrifice and the altar, put it on his son's back. Now, I've researched this a little bit. 
And this ain't scripture, but here's what I found in my research. This ain't my doctrine. I just want to tell you what I found. They said the main reason that Sarah passed away was because they was going to sacrifice Isaac. She couldn't stand it. And she died from that. And also Isaac was 37 years old when all this happened. He wasn't a boy. Now I don't say that in scriptures. But if you'll do research and, and all that's out there for a man to find, it will tell you that. Is that the truth? I don't know. But that's what I've read. Nevertheless, Abraham was going to have to sacrifice Isaac. And that's what this is all about. So they got to the mountain. Carried all that stuff up there. And Isaac looked around wondering, I wonder what the sacrifice is. Dad, we forgot something. Don't tell me I've got to walk right back down this mountain and get us a sacrifice to bring up here and sacrifice for God in heaven. We have got to do something. God, you know Abraham was just turning up inside. Imagine what his mother was feeling at the age of 97, bore a son. That's what Abraham told him. You're going to be the sacrifice. Now church, I'll just tell you, I don't think I could do that to my son or my daughter or my grandchildren or anybody. I just don't think I could do that. But Abraham loved God and he knew what God gave him. He knew God gave him Isaac and it was for that specific reason. Little did he know that there was more to come for Isaac. Abraham took that knife as Isaac lay there and he was getting ready to stab him. And looked over in the brush and there was a lamb tangled up in the bushes, they said. In the brars. Abraham looked up to heaven and he found a sacrifice. God provided. Faith will conquer fear. There ain't nothing our Lord can't do. Oh, let me tell you something. If He can do that, if He can get Abraham to sacrifice His only son, to sacrifice him and go up on that mountain and do what He had to do, just testing His faith. Church, let me tell you here today, God tests our faith sometime. And we've got to get up and we've got to get to the point in our lives that we can make do and let Him know that we're proud of what, we, what our faith is. We've got to get to that point to show our Father in Heaven that we are up to the challenge. Raise people from the dead. And not just one. I think about the young lady that he said was asleep, but their parents said she was dead. And I can imagine walking to their house now. That's Christ made his way there. 
people standing outside that little hut. Wasn't much, Brother Dean. Probably wasn't much bigger than our bathrooms there, if you saw the truth of the matter. People were laughing and scorning him, making fun. Listen, what are you doing? She's done dead. Lord told him to get away. And those that come with him went into the house to console their mama and dad. Oh, what a sad time that was. Think about what Abraham had to do. As that young lady lay there, Jesus told him, don't weep. She's only asleep. hand on her and he said rise and she arose how would you like to be that parent to see your child brought back from the dead now I know he did that to Lazarus and he was in the tomb for four days so I just wonder what Lazarus seen when he was dead he had to see the kingdom of heaven he had to see something. What did he see? Where was he at? Ron, I wish we knew that answer. Oh, I wish the scripture told us what he's seen. Yeah. And what, he, what he could come back and say, Lord, I thank you for bringing me back. And I know my family does too. Oh, but you know what I've seen. You know what I was looking upon. But when you brought me back, I was in the presence of God Almighty. And you brought me back here. Oh, let me tell you what a blessing it was in four days to be in his tomb, knowing that one day I'm going to be there forever. Amen. There ain't nothing too hard for the Lord. Nothing. He can take an old misfit like me and Michael, Clarence and whoever, and turn them into pastors. And guide us and lead us and show us how to preach to His people. Because he knows what the pre what his people needs. They they need reassuring. They need to be uplifted. They need to be encouraged. They need to be known that God in heaven loves them. And if we'll press on, he'll be there with us every step of the way. There ain't nothing our Lord can't do. That's right. Amen. Not a thing. Amen. Sarah died at the age of 127. And Abraham made it to 175. But they were blessed with a son. Church, faith will conquer fear. And if you allow yourself to, to be part of what God's plan is for you, oh, let me tell you something, your road is going to be beautiful. There's going to be things you're going to see that other people can't see. There's going to be things that he's going to ask you to do that you're not going to believe he asked you to do it. But do it because God asks you. Well, how do you know, Pastor, when he asks you? The same way you know when he touches your heart, when it's time for you to be saved. When God pricks your heart, there's no feeling like it. There ain't nothing in the world like it when God says it's time. And like I said, I remember as a nine-year-old boy back there in that second pew to the last, I was sitting there, and when the preacher preached that morning, I knew right then I didn't want to go to hell. I didn't know the, the details of everything that was going on right there, Brother Clarence, but I knew that. 
I wanted to go to heaven. I made my way here. And I'll tell you, that was a long ways from back there to here. It took me a while to get there, Clarence. Oh, but let me tell you, when I got here, the praying went started. And when I got up, I knew God saved me. I want to thank God for watching over me all them years. And my wife and everybody is part of my life. I thank him for that. My life could have ended, Dean, and this would have never been possible. But what did I tell you earlier? Ray, God's got a plan. We are part of that plan. Every one of us here today, from, from, from the oldest to the youngest, there's a plan for you. Start looking for that plan because one day you're going to have to put it in action. You're going to have to build what God wants you to build because one day He's going to have us do something that we ain't going to understand what He's asked us to do. Keith, I need you to pastor a church. Oh, Lord, yeah, uh-huh. Mikey Kitts prophesied that years ago. I said, Mikey, you're crazy. No one where I come from. I mean, I wasn't killing people or pushing little old women down or robbing banks or anything like that. I wasn't doing that stuff, but I wasn't living my life for the Lord, Brother Mike. I was just out here in the world having fun, hunting, deer hunting, playing golf, fishing. I was doing it, camping. Heard you outside a while ago talking about camping. I was doing that, but the Lord wasn't part of none of it. He made a way for me. Gene, he'll make a way for us. You know, you know why he will? Ain't nothing too hard for our Lord. That's right, amen. Nothing. Sue, there ain't nothing too hard for our Lord. Keep the faith. Let's stand if you would. Usually this time I'd give an invitation call, and the altar's always open. If you need to pray, come on down, let us pray with you. Uh, bless her heart, she's coming. Kim's coming to the piano. Allow God's word to be manifested in you. In other words, show what God is in your life. What God looks like to you, Brother Clarence, may not look the same to Brother Mike or, or, or Sister uh, Mamaw. May not look the same. God's got so many different images. And if we'll just show them to people, we'll do what He's asked us to do. Do you need to come pray this morning? Is there anything on your heart that you want to pray about? Uh, you know, this bench is for reasons. The tears that's been on this bench before is dried up and gone. You can leave it right here. Are you here today and has the Lord touched your heart? Is today the day that the Lord's saving is going to save you? He says, I can't do that. The church can't do that for you. Only God in heaven can do it. You know if He's touching your heart. Do not deny what God's doing to you. Because one day, it's going to be over in a twinkling of an eye. And if it's God's will, all of us are going to be in heaven. And I pray we know each other just like we know each other here, but we have a glorified body. I pray that, Brother Dean. But if I don't recognize you in heaven, I'll know your spirit. I'll know your spirit.